so much for listening to the first episode of the Reclaimed Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. My name is Ellie Herringshaw, and you'll also be hearing from Mark Herringshaw, my father. In this podcast, you'll be hearing my story of how God is reclaiming my life after betrayal and divorce. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and 2017, I was walking through a very painful divorce process. And now it is the middle of 2018, and God is calling me to encourage others to step into their own pain, to allow God to heal it. I call this process reclaiming. Reclaiming, I have as a definition, is identifying a fearful, painful internal reaction to a place or thing that holds a once happy memory and choosing to face it head on to create a new positive association. This often looked like recognizing a restaurant that I shared dates with with my ex-husband and actually going back there with friends and family to create new memories there. And I think that this process can be really helpful for a lot of people going through pain because sometimes we just feel paralyzed in our pain. We feel paralyzed in what has happened to us. But I think sometimes God calls us to step into it, to reach out for our own healing. But without further ado, I will get on to the episode. Please enjoy. Here it is, right? This is the beginning. The drum roll, please. Yes. Of the very first podcast for Reclaimed. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm very excited. Maybe to we be should here. introduce ourselves because um, there's no voice recognition. The people won't be able to know exactly who we are unless we actually tell them and they can't see our faces. So, yeah, who are you? My name is Mark Herringshaw, and I am sitting across from my daughter. You're oh, supposed to say your yes. name at that point. I'm Ellie Herringshaw. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is going to be, um, I mean, this is the first time we're doing this. We, um, I have a, a mic literally duct taped to a desk. So there's going to be a lot of... A little makeshift. Yeah, but, but that's okay. Because is. if something's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. Said Chesterton. And he's... he's pretty good expert on things like that. (laughs) So there's going to be, we can promise you that there will be things that will be messy, but that's okay. That's okay. Life is messy. Oh, and I suppose we should say, I'm your father. Oh yeah. You are my daughter. That's a, that's an important detail. That is an important detail. We have the same last name. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. So what's reclaimed and, and why are we here? We are here because Jesus has reclaimed us. He's reclaimed us from sin and death, and I am here on this planet to just give him glory for that because he saved me and he saved you. Yeah. And yeah, but more specifically, um, I walked through a divorce last year, which was incredibly painful for me personally, but then also for my family and for yeah, you. We all walked through it. Yeah, yeah. it was awful. So a little bit about my story. I was married for for five and a half years, and I married the what I thought was the love of my life. I loved him so much, and we had the most beautiful wedding. Um, I met him when I was um, I met him a month before I turned seventeen. We started dating when I was eighteen, and then. 
two days before I turned 21, we got married. And it was what I thought. I mean, no marriage is perfect, but in the unperfect, in the imperfect, I should say, I loved him so much, and I, that was, it was the marriage that I wanted. It was the life that I wanted. But I didn't know until five and a half years into the marriage that he was unfaithful to me the entire length of our marriage and our engagement. When I discovered the affair, I, I sat him down and I said, you're having an affair. And I could just see his pulse pounding out of his neck. I knew that it was true, so I didn't have to hear him say it. I knew it was. I was completely shocked, completely caught off guard, and it was just so painful. He told me the affair was extensive and that it was serious and that it began before we were even married. And with all of that knowledge, I stood there and I I just really knew and I believed so strongly that God will restore our marriage. I really believed that. I I knew that I knew that that is what that's what God's all about. He's about restoration and he's about he's he takes broken things and he makes them new. And and I stood there and I told him, "I forgive you and I will choose to forgive you every day." And it never crossed my mind that he wouldn't choose me back. I thought, "Well, I'm the hurt one here. I can <laughs> I'm the one that wants to work on it. I'm not walking away. But that's not what happened. He, it took a long time. It was a really long process, but he was being, he wasn't responsive to that. And he, um, he didn't choose me, long story short. <laughs> so I, I actually began the painful divorce process. Um, a couple months after I discovered the affair, knowing that, the marriage was nothing like I thought it was from the start. He told me he didn't actually mean his vows. Yeah. And I knew even for a marriage to be restored, we'd have to start over because nothing was as I thought it was. Yeah, in that sense, it it wasn't a covenant that was broken. It was almost as if it wasn't a covenant at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that was earth shattering. I mean, yeah. it was just like it was awful. Then what reclaiming is is um, you know I was I moved out of a I moved out of my home, my beautiful home that I lived in with him. Your little white picket fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your greyhound dog. Yep. All the musical instruments in your house and the records and pictures on the wall that had your memories yeah yeah we built a life there yeah. at this home that we owned um i should say i don't have kids but i do have a dog <laughs> um so i i moved out i moved out of the house and um, i moved in with my parents yeah and i moved into the basement which i mean as you said we were all going through this. We all had readjustments to make about like how we saw reality in the, in this sense, because I think we had all been living in 
that same illusion that you were in. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was devastating for all of us. Yeah, and it was it was disillusioning. Yeah. Like, for me, I mean, for me, I can only, I mean, I can only speak from my experience, but it was like everything was wrong. Everything was right. backwards. And, and every, nothing was as I thought it was. Um, I was so blessed to have a family that I could move, you know, I could, I didn't have to stay there. I didn't have to, I didn't have to completely uproot, uproot my life. I just moved 20 minutes away, but it was still incredibly hard and felt like a giant step back in life from like being married. And then, okay, now I'm back at my parents' house and no offense, dad. (laughs) That's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awful. So in that time, it was so, there was so many things that became broken based on the broken relationship. So there was, Hmm. there were these places and, and memories that we would have together places like, um, like restaurants and, um, and parks and the zoo. Because your, your relationship was tied up in these experiences. So when the relationship breaks or is revealed to be broken, then those places around which the relationship developed and, and in your mind had thrived now have a completely different meaning to them. They're associated with something tremendously painful. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. You, when you date somebody, you go places and you have fun experiences. And when you're, when you're married and you're nurturing a relationship, you go on dates and you listen to music and you, you connect. There's, there are these connecting experiences with anyone that you're in a relationship with. And when that relationship is broken, that thing becomes broken and it becomes mm-hmm. really, really hard. And I think it's slightly different than, and I, I know, I know a lot of people that have walked through pain or um, uh, grief, like the death of a loved one, and that they have the same sort of negative association with a, with a thing after the death. Sure. But I think it's slightly different with a divorce because the, because that person is still walking around in the earth, <laughs> that that person is still. Yeah. That's that person's still around. There's a certain choice that comes with it related to divorce, whereas in death, most of the time, choice isn't connected. It just happens. Right. And, um, yeah, and, and from a psychological perspective or the way to explain that is the association. I mean, our, our brains are wired to associate two things together. So an event happens and we're in a location or or we're eating a peanut butter sandwich and then the peanut butter sandwich is associated with that experience positively right. or negatively. Yeah. And our brains get these tracks in them um, from a perspective like what God would say from scripture, uh, our, our life experiences and the physical life that we live are intricately connected. It's why we have communion. It's why we have mm-hmm. baptism as these tangible incarnational um, expressions of our relationship with God. And, and so physical and spiritual happen together. 
So that's that's a, a reality that's just there, and you can't just will it away. You can't will away. I, I want to not feel the pain if you're going by, I don't know, Perkins Restaurant is one that you've talked about before. You go by Perkins, it triggers in you because that location had so many aspects of your relationship connected to it. You went there Sunday after church or, or all right. the different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have these triggers driving around the Twin Cities. Um, we should say we're also, we live in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I'd have all these, these memories and I yeah. would, and just this undeniable pain that would be, that would just well up in my heart and thinking, oh, I can never go back there again. I can never listen to that song again. I can never go to Perkins again. Yeah. And and um so much pain and shame and um and sadness and grief that we're just all wrapped up in this place now that we're once happy and now just we're awful and I and I was paralyzed in the idea that I can't do anything anymore. <laughs> I thought, well, I got to move. Like I, I should move across the country yeah. and just create a new life so I can forget this. And I don't have to constantly be reminded about my broken relationship in that pain, realizing and feeling, just feeling incapable to do anything, feeling completely powerless over the feelings of shame and grief that were just overwhelming to me. I felt the Holy Spirit say that that was actually living in fear, that I was, by staying immobilized in my pain, I was actually living in fear of the place, of moving on, of him, and, and by, not, by not going back there and by actually actively avoiding these places and these things in my life, like Perkins, I was living in fear. And I felt the, I felt that prompting of the Holy Spirit saying, no, you, you are strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And then, and then I mean, the, the consequence of that is that so many things were then stolen from you. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you couldn't, um, if, if you couldn't go, if you couldn't listen to Cat Stevens, then, then that part of something you really enjoy is now off limits because it's emotionally dangerous yeah that's absolutely true and so and so by by accepting that in essence conceding to that your life becomes smaller and smaller your options become fewer what you were then doing was a strategy to counter that yes like a like a proactive strategy to say okay i'm not gonna let that happen yeah i didn't want to be limited yes and and so what i in that prompting of the holy spirit to say no don't live in fear here. Don't. I, I decided to take back those things. And so that's what I called reclaiming. And I would create an event around going back to places, going back to listen to Cat Stevens, going to Perkins to order pancakes with friends and with family. And in doing that, I was, I was fighting fear. And I was, um, I was facing the pain yeah. of those, of that place, the actual physical place. I was facing that pain and, um, and just working and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to work in my heart to say, well, 
this is painful, but yep. I'm not going to live in fear. So I would actually like, I'd go back to Perkins and I'd try to sit in the same booth and I would try to with, with my friends and my family. I called them reclaiming buddies. We'll talk more about that. I'm sure I'll bring some reclaiming buddies on sometime. So with those reclaiming buddies, I made sure to to talk about the memories because I wanted to I wanted to not forget them. So you went into it. Yes. Like you literally retold this is what we experienced when we were here. Right. Yeah. This is why this place is painful. This place is painful or this music is painful because of this memory. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, but by doing this, it's not sweeping the pain under the rug. It's actually stepping into it in a very real way. So sometimes I would break down and I would cry in Perkins or wherever. I mean, it was, it was a really, really hard experience, but that this is the intentional way that I knew that I felt that I felt that God was calling me to heal from this in the painful divorce. Like it was still happening I wasn't, the, the, the pain didn't leave. It was still there and it was still really, really hard, but it was, a, it was very intentional. And, and in that, um, you know, I, I actually, I made, I made a spreadsheet of all the places and all the music and the plays and the movies that I needed to watch. It's not that this process isn't over. It's still happening, which is, which is fun there's the, the, the list is shrinking. Some things are on the list and I'm like, you know what? I actually don't have to go back there. I found out about the affair about a year and a half ago. I am removed from it, but I'm not that removed from it. Yeah. It's still fresh and it's, I mean, I, I still cry. I'm still sad about it and I'm still tender Yeah. and that's okay. But I'm not avoiding the pain. So sometimes it was associated with a place or an experience. It, was there, were there any things that were associated with a date or a time? Like, yes, you know, like, <laughs> um, anniversary, yeah, first date, yep, um, honeymoon. Yeah, there was a lot of those things. Um, my what would have been our six-year anniversary um, was. I was, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fear about that day. I knew that I wanted to do something big because, you know, it's an anniversary. And when you're married, you want to do something big on your anniversary or at least commemorate some way, celebrate it. And so on my six year anniversary, I really was like really thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I want to reclaim skydiving. Because um, one of our one of my first dates with my ex husband was skydiving, so sorry, Dad. Not gonna happen. You were very. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dad, I'm gonna go skydiving with this guy, <laughs> and you know, he turns out to be my husband. So I knew I knew I wanted to go skydiving that day. I thought, wow, what a cool way to, what a cool way to kind of jump into this new life, to jump out of an airplane. There's no like cooler way to do that. And, and so I, I asked like everyone I knew to come with me to go skydiving and my dad didn't go. I was kind of mad about that, but that's okay. 
I'll get over it. But some other people went <laughs> and they jumped out of an airplane with me. And, um, but at the, on the actual day, I should say, um, June 18th, 2011 is when I got married. And, um, and so June 18th rolls around in the morning and, um, and I get a call from the skydiving people saying that it is too windy to go skydiving. And I was devastated. I was so sad. You'd built up. It's going to have to be this way. Yes. Right. So that, um, you had these expectations about the reclaiming having to be perfect in order to really do the job. Yeah, to make right. it happen right. the way that I wanted. Yeah, and get your hands around it, control it. And at this time, I had done reclaiming for months. I had been, I'd been going through this process, going back to restaurants and listening to music, and, um, and you know, traveling to to reclaim for the purpose of this. And so, particularly with this day, I knew this is the day I got married. So, of course, it needs to be, like, a big thing. I need to reclaim in a really big way. And so then when I get this call saying, sorry, you can't go skydiving today. We're going to have to reschedule. I was broken. I was, like, I was just devastated. And I was, like, nothing nothing is how I thought it was going to be. I mean, my marriage is broken, and now I can't even reclaim my you know, my, my yeah. anniversary, the way that I want to c- reclaim it. And it was just, it was awful. It was a terrible day. I, um, yeah, that, that day, everyone that was going to go skydiving with me, some people came over and you guys came over to my house. I remember I went on a really long run and I was, it was just awful. It was just, just paralyzed again just paralyzed in the pain and anyone who's walked through something really, really hard like that, you like, you know what that paralyzing feeling is like. Sometimes our best strategies, um, don't work out the way we imagine. Right. And which is a, a, an almost like reclaim, reclaim the the reclaiming event needed to be reclaimed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well you did get another chance. And you went and reclaimed the reclaiming event. And it, it, it did complete the circle in that particular one, but not exactly the way you expected. Right. And there was a lot of those times. A lot of them were like that. A lot of those yeah. times that I really had this idea of how it was going to be, and then it just yep. didn't turn out to be that way. But, but generally, and sometimes there would be a time lag, I think, as I talked about this with you. Generally, as time went on, you found that you were restored emotionally and spiritually through this process. Yeah. There's something really powerful about about just stepping into the pain. Yep. Um, the actual physical place where love occurred, yeah. where I shared love with him there, because that love was real for me. Yep. And... Maybe it was, maybe it was false on his end to, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, Yeah. but for me, it was real and my marriage was real for me. And so by opening my heart to that, um, and by 
just diving into that wave of grief and of pain, I was, um, I was being restored and I could walk out of that place, like just feeling like I conquered something. And, And so, and so Jesus salvation worked out in your life, had these like cooperative experiences. You were cooperating with him putting yourself right back into the place and the experience that was so dangerous for you. And then he could meet you there and your friends could meet you there and it could be reframed and redefined. And, and so that healing, which is still going on, your healing, um, is a progressive, a progressive relational giving and receiving with Jesus, right? It, It, it's instant in that, and that by faith it happens instantly, but you're walking it out with him. And it, it almost like it has to take time. It has to be worked out in these these steps of faith that you go into these places. And he meets you there. And it's it's you're touched and you're restored. And then there's another one. It's really like all of our lives are like that. And thus, reclaiming is for everybody. Yeah. This process mm-hmm. and for everybody listening to us. I mean, I, I've thought about this. I, I didn't walk through a broken marriage, but there's other experiences, broken pieces of my life that this principle is so powerful. It's so, it's so faith filled and faith activating to, to run into our brokenness instead of sit passively by and say, well, I'm going to expect God to just do this to me. Or, you know, if it's his will, it'll, you know, this was a, this is a proactive way of saying, I'm going to go into the brokenness, into the place, into the experience, knowing because of God's promises that he'll meet us there. And I think, I mean, that's what this is going to be about. This whole, journey of, of sharing with people other ways that you've walked through this. And I, you'll probably have other stories on people tell you how they've done this. And this is going to be a great adventure. Yeah. Yeah. All of last year, I, the, any opportunity that I had to, for people, you know, people would say like, Hey, could you share your story or share your testimony? And I never felt right to do it. It just, it felt too soon and it didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. I was still healing. And, um, and then the start of 2018, I really felt the Lord say, okay, now's the time yeah. you can, you can do this now. And I was still feeling, I was still feeling like I was being restored and, and healed. I mean, who knows how long that's going to be. I think this, the, it, this pain will always be a little tender. It'll always yeah. be, uh, it'll, it'll always hurt a little bit. But that's not going to keep me from anything. But but in this year, in stepping into it, I've just felt so much encouragement to share and to um, to share this principle with people. And the way that it has resonated with so many people, whether they've walked through a divorce, a death of a loved one, or, um, I mean, sexual assault, there's been a lot of ways that, um, that men and women have said, okay, there's things in my life that I need to reclaim in ways that I feel that that thing has been stolen from me, that place or that music has been stolen from me. And, um, and I want to say 
that we don't have to live that yeah. way. We yeah. don't have to live in fear of anything. Mm-hmm. And to do this, to to go back to those places, not with not with the sense of revenge, right. to take revenge over the person that stole it from us, but to do it in a redemptive way, saying, This is this is me and Jesus stepping into yep. something hard. Be- because all of those experiences and places represent pieces of our soul that we can feel victimized. Like we can feel that those were to- were taken from us by stepping back in. We're saying, I'm not a victim and you're giving God the opportunity to repair and do something else. You know, there's a scripture in Romans eight where um, Paul writes and says, all things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Or it could be, you know, God works all things together for good. He's the active one. It doesn't mean all things are good. Right. It's that all things are worked together or formed together, woven together, reclaimed and recast and regifted to us. And God is at work in that. But you're you're giving him an opportunity to do that when you take these proactive steps and you know, forming a community of people that can share these stories together and the courage that it takes. Uh, you know, you swallowed really hard, you know, if you're out in front of a restaurant and deciding to go in there, it took, a, a you know, an unction to get over the barrier of, you know, the emotional threshold that's mm-hmm. there. Yep. But we do that in community. You always took people with you mm-hmm. and this podcast is a way of taking people with you and letting you going with other people to theirs and in your blog is a place where people can share their stories Mm -hmm. and so um this is going to be really good yeah i'm really excited and i'm really this is going to be so fun to do this with you dad i know this is really cool i love it so we're gonna keep going with this right yeah i'm really excited and i'm really i'm just happy that you know, whoever is listening to this, I hope that you're blessed by it in some way because, you know, whether you've gone through a divorce or, um, or just, just a bad breakup, there's, there's a lot of things that the enemy uses to keep us paralyzed and, um, and we have faith. God has already given it to us to, to overcome. We are overcomers and let's, Let's live that way. Yep, and it's the it's it's the step of faith of saying I'm going to go into this because I know Jesus is already in that restaurant. Jesus is already, you know, you went to New York City because you guys went there on your. I honey. will tell that story yeah, sometime. sometime. <laughs> but Jesus is already there, ready for you when you went there. Mm-hmm. But you have to take take the step and go. Yep. So yeah, this is really really good. Yeah. So I'm excited. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here, Dad. So they can go on your blog. Yes. Which is? It's rclaimed.com. R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.com. And yeah, uh, find more information about reclaiming. Um, it looks different for different people, but but I share stories there and talk a little bit about my some advice that I have about going through the process, but... Yeah, do it for yourself. It's good. How should we close this? This is new. We we haven't done this before.
How should we close this? You could sing a song, Dad. Rah rah thing or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a locker room, you know, pep talk. Go, you can go do it. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We will. And 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 go reclaim something. Yes. And then hop on the blog and and uh, talk about it. Let's do it. Mm